Welcome to Friends in Fiction, five best-selling authors and the stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, Patty Callahan Henry, and Mary Alice Monroe are five longtime friends with more than 80 published books to their credit. In 2020, they created Friends in Fiction to provide author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing, and to highlight independent bookstores. These friends discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome to this super special edition of Friends and Fiction. Tonight, we are celebrating the launch of our own Mary Alice Monroe's novel, The Summer of Lost and Found. And I loved, as you'll probably guess, the true ambiance of the low country that Mary Alice does so well. I'm Mary Kay Andrews, and I love the way Mary Alice unwinds the complicated threads (laughs) of family dynamics. I'm Kristen Harmel, and I loved the way she used the pandemic not as an issue, but as a setting, a reason for being together, which I think is something we can really all identify with. I'm Christy Woodson Harvey, and I loved how we get to see a new generation of the Rutledge family in this novel. And there's a really great love triangle, and who doesn't love a love triangle? <laughs> oh, you know I do. I love these girls. I love every single one of them, and I'm so grateful to them and to you on this special day. So we love our launches, and there's always a surprise, and there are tonight, because you know on launch night, we love to mix it up a little bit. Who, us? I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> of course, when you think of Mary Alice and the Beach House series, you think of turtles. And tonight, for a twist, we're going to meet the seven books in the Beach House series. And there might even be a little turtley surprise along with it. Turtley mm. <laughs> surprise. Really? Listen, I'm a writer. It's a word. I, you know. Sorry. But before you pick up your mint julep or tequila sunrise, we have both a celebration and a secret revelation. You know that we would not be here if Mary Kay hadn't said, hey, let's all get together on Zoom. And now our Mary Kay Andrews, the newcomer, has hit the New York Times list. And we want to list lift our glass. So much work goes into this moment. And we never want to let it pass without huge congratulations. On the hardcover list and the combined print and ink. It is a huge day. (laughs) That's That's awesome. Did we lose her? Mary Kay, come back. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think she, oh my gosh. And because not only with the New York Times, but tonight we have the revelation of a huge secret. Mary Kay, what have you been keeping under your hat? So Literally, apparently. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I've been keeping. <laughs> no, what I've been keeping under my hat. <laughs> <laughs> During the pandemic, I wrote a Christmas novella. 
It's called the Santa suit. There it is. Thank you, Sean. Isn't that an adorable uh, cover? It's adorable. It's called the Santa suit, and it's about a young woman who buys a farmhouse in the North Carolina mountains and finds a mystical Santa suit that uh, has the potential to change her life. And it will be out September 28th. And I can't wait to take this hat off. Okay. Pre-order now. And we already celebrated the my book hitting the list. Yay. You oh, know, okay. Mary Kay, I, I actually feel like that shot of you should be the cover of the Santa suit. I think it's nice too. Yeah, oh, that, that should be my your other photo. My daughter uh, ordered that hat for me, not thinking that it was knitted of yarn, and I would be in, <laughs> in Florida. Florida. Oh my God! So where hard. it's where it's swamp ass. Hot. Oh my gosh! Well, we are so happy that you shared that with us, and we're so thrilled with you about the newcomer hitting the list. Thank you. Um, and it's Thank been hard you so for much. Oh, we're so happy, and we—it's been so hard for us to keep um, the Santa suit a, a secret because we knew it was happening, and I, you know, I think we've almost let the cat out of the bag so many times. A um, times. Well, I want to yeah. thank all—I want to thank all of my readers out there for buying the book. Damn it, pre-ordering, <laughs> and of course, my friends and fiction sisters. For helping it take off but you know tonight is about it's not about me it's about mariana so let's get this let's get let's this show get on the road. before we get into tonight's well, show we want to remind you about our wonderful partner mama geraldine's who make the world's best cheese straws and of course melt in your mouth cookies they've been so supportive of us which just means the world and remember as always you can use the code fab5 for 20% off your purchase at mamageraldines.com. So get some of their treats and let us know what you think. And as they say, see, I don't know why you always make the non-Southern girls say this, but snack on, y'all. Snack on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget that while you're uh, eating your Mama Geraldines, you can sip out of your Friends in Fiction non-plastic straws. Um, that Mary Alice is offering with the Summer of Lost and Found. There's a really nice silicone tip and a cute carrying case with the Friends in Fiction logo on it. Um, we don't use plastic straws in Beaufort, and we hope you don't either. So this will come in handy. Um, and so this week, Politics and Prose, our bookseller of the week, is offering 10% off of the Summer of Lost and Found and all of our upcoming releases. And anyone who buys the Summer of Lost and Found from Politics and Prose between now and Saturday will get one of these adorable metal straw kits because, you know, you get thirsty at the beach. Oh, I'm so cute. These really are cute. And anyone who orders, like she said, I will send it off. So cute. Okay, are y'all ready to get started? Time. Turtle time. Turtle time. So we have had some great book launches that have included plays, and obviously beards are now our new thing. Yeah. And sad accents and surprise guests. And crazy sound effects. I heard somebody snorted on one of the launches. <laughs> oh, you should have heard it. Bad. It was really bad. But tonight is Mary Alice's night, and you know that means there are turtles. So turtles. Now the summer. Oh, keep going. It'll take a while. Okay, keep going, Kathy. Mary Kay. The summer of Lost and Found is the seventh book of the best-selling Beach House series. Linnea and the Rutledge family return, this time dealing with love, friendship, and family while they shelter in place. 
at Isle of Palms. If you've read the series, I know you're waiting to welcome your old friends and find out what they're up to. But if you haven't read the series, don't worry. As CNN said when they included the book on their list of most anticipated reads for May, this beach read stands on its own and serves as a perfect kickoff to summer. As you hear from all seven of the novels, you can put into the comments which book in the series is your favorite and why. And we're going to try to read some of the comments during the show. And clearly, I'm going to teach Mary Alice how to properly pop a bottle of champagne (laughs) because she's doing a poor job. (laughs) Mary Alice, this is your 27th novel. You have written over a dozen standalone, and yet you keep coming back to the beach house 20 years ago it started it is so hard to believe that it has been 20 years i know and the time has gone by so quickly and yet sometimes it just feels like yesterday you know and i when i begin a new book in the series i have to go back and read them all over again just to remember but it is a celebration and i'm trying to pop the public (laughs) because it's lunchtime and um we will pop that bubbly eventually, but I just really want to say um, a toast—a a toast to all. Did of you do you. it? Did it happen? No, Did we're getting my husband next. Chris, we're gonna get this. Okay, we're gonna get a crown. says, "Hold the cork, but twist the bottle, not the cork." He says that's the secret. I can twist the bottle. That's what he says. I don't know. Oh, I think You're it's twisting welded. the cork. That's hilarious. It's been, we'll get to it, but I will say what I really—the main point. I want to toast to each of you. Thank you so much. This is, you know, your your support is so felt. And when I drink, I will drink a whole glass to each of you. Thank you. Now, you know, at the beginning of this, he's, God only knows. (laughs) Um, 20 years ago, when I started the series, I didn't write a series. I only meant to write one book. But it became a series. But it became a series. And your first New York Times hit. That's such a special moment. It was, but you know, congrats again to Kathy, <laughs> Mary Kay Andrews, to yeah. and Kristen. Oh, 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 Happiest okay. sound in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite yeah. sound. And that's a toast to Mary Kay Andrews and Christy Woodson Harvey also for making oh, the New York you. Times list. And to all the readers, because back in the day, there wasn't an internet. Man. Whoa, oh, wait. Oh, there's another one. It was contagious. It's contagious. It's contagious. We um, just happened oh. to have a... Oh! oh. We just happened to have a bottle. Okay, this is the way we roll, everybody. And that we is like the- to drink our champagne. Yeah. I forgot well, my sippy cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, but... Right. I okay. Let's get back on. Okay, twenty years ago, um, there wasn't an internet, and I have to thank the readers because it was old school. It was all word of mouth, and it was a little tiny mass market. It wasn't the fancy uh, hardcover that we have now. So I've been really, um, I've been really excited by this, and every year, like wildfire, it just keeps growing. Mary Alice, it came out first in, in mass market. That's how it started 20 years ago. That's I had no idea. That's so interesting. Wow. This Little Baby is the book that started it all. Oh, that's I so cool. This I had no the, idea. This is the book. And um, 
I knew I wrote something that I, like I had never written before. Wow. And you know what was really great about the New York Times? It wasn't even on my radar. But when it hit, it greenlit my ability to continue writing books that were set against wildlife species. It was something I wanted to do. But you all know that you don't know if if it's not a success, you can't continue. And it did. But it it was. And each of the seven books have hit the Times list. And you've created legions of fans. So let's get this party started. Okay. Not that we haven't started, but <laughs> Mary Alice, Mary, let's get started with our first guest. Mary Alice has invited a special guest to be her first book in the Beach House series, her first child, her daughter, Claire. Claire lives outside Chicago with her husband and three children. She's an advertising executive, but also has a decorating business. She is fabulously talented in decorating. And when you see pictures of Mary Alice's house in the summer issue of Charleston Home and Design, you'll see Delancey Walker's talent. We see the creative came through in Claire's daughter. So welcome, Claire. Hey, Claire. Hi, baby. Hi, Claire. My number one daughter. I am so excited to be here on mom's special launch day, no less. How are you guys doing? Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I've seen how much fun you guys have had. I, I want to be part of all of it, the straws, the cheese straws. But tonight, <laughs> the first book in the Beach House series, The Beach House. Woo. So I'll, I'll, we'll show you a cover, I think, of the original cover. If I were a song, I'd be Blake Shelton's I Want to Go Home. I'm a story about going home again. I might be the oldest of the books, 20 years and counting, but I'll have you know I'm alive and kicking. I've never gone out of print, not once. I like to say I've been freshened up with a few <laughs> years all over the world. In fact, mark your calendars. It's June 15th. I'm coming back out in print with a new fancy cover. What do y'all think? Really? Oh, okay, one more, Sean. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Beautiful. Isn't that nice? Love it's it. a nice reboot. So I'll give you a little story about the story. My pages tell the story of a gracious Southern lady from a historic Charleston family, Olivia Lovey Rutledge. She lives in a grand house south of Broad, but her sanctuary is a little beach cottage on Isle of Palms where she escapes an abusive husband. It's also where she goes to tend her turtle nests. As the story opens, Lovey knows this will be her last summer, and so she invites her daughter to the beach house in hopes of a reconciliation. Her daughter, Kara, spends one special, amazing, sparkling summer with her mom, and she meets the love of her life at 40 years old. Mm. She learns her mom is not the meek, subservient woman she thought she was, but so much more. It gave me chills hearing that again. I can see how that book launched a series. Uh, That book will always have a really special place in my heart. It was the first. Just as my daughter, Claire, is my first. (laughs) So... Love you, Claire. Thank love you for coming. Thanks for being here. Love you. Claire Bear. Well, there are six more books to come, and our next guest is one of those books. We can't hear you. We can't hear you too well. Yeah, I but nope, tonight. I'm in swimming lessons. I'm in the second book in the series. And uh, Sean's going to show the graphic of the book Swimming Lessons. Maybe. Maybe. While you're talking, how oh, about that? 
in my there page, you go. in my pages, I continue the story of the Wetland family five years old. Old Miss Lovey has passed away, but her legacy lives on with her daughter Kara and Toy Sooner, the young woman that Lovey helped in the original beach house. Toy is a single mother now and an aquarist at the aquarium. She's resilient, like the sea turtles that she rescues and rehabilitates. If I were a song, I'd be pink singing, just yeah. give me a reason to learn to love again. Yeah. So we all know Mary Ellis deals with uh, loves turtles and sea turtles, and we worked together for like 20, 20 years. years. Wow. Um, so we've got a few pictures that we've taken over the years that now he's going to give me a lot of <laughs> okay, oh, and this is funny. This turtle's name is Nokia, and he had this turtle. Anytime anyone would pick him up, he'd poop. So I took her running down her leg and into a sandwich. That's why I'm laughing. The, the darn turtle's pooping all over me. <laughs> that's it, a release. This is, um, yeah, that's me. That's where y'all are seeing the optimistic feelings. <laughs> sure. Oh. Whoops. Oh, and there's no. Yay! I'll tell you about this. Patty, because, tell the story. Yeah. But let me just start. I was officiously telling Patty all about how turtles, how they hatch, <laughs> and all the things that they do. And we're sitting there very serious. And what happened, Patty? So, well, the best part is before I met them, I actually had a sea turtle nest in one of my books. Like it was like two sentences and I described the eggs wrong and Barb has never forgiven me. So there's that. And so when we, it, it was in the moonlight. I'll not, trust me, I know. And so we went that night, there was supposed to be a turtle boil. It's called when all the turtles come out and they were all talking and I was like, I want to see it. I want to see it. And I was like, they're, they're, they said, we'll tell you when it's happening. I'm like, but what are those? And they were like, oh, those are the turtles. We're talking. And Patty goes, what are the turtle nest erupted? And no one noticed but Patty. Nobody noticed but the girl who didn't know what the turtles were. That's okay. right. That's so it awesome. all came together. Barb, it's so good seeing you. I love it's it. Been a while. Bye-bye. Thanks so now, Barb. It is now time to meet the third book in the series. And Mary Alice always says it's the best love story she ever wrote. I'm Beach House Memories. And if I were a song, I'd be Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, one of my favorites. You'll need your tissues for this one because this is the heartbreakingly beautiful love story of Lovey Rutledge and Russell Bennett, where we learn a little that we learn a little bit about in, in the Beach House. I'm different than all the other books because I'm a prequel to The Beach House. My, in my pages, we go back to 1974, and though America is changing, Charleston is eternally the same. This fateful summer, our lovey falls in love for the very first time with a married man. Now, you might say, what's the problem? Well, the problem is it's 1974. For a woman in Charleston's elite, especially south of Broad, divorce is an unforgivable scandal. If Lovey dares to dream beyond a summer affair, tisk tisk, she could lose <laughs> everything, her reputation, her wealth, and even her precious children. But wait, 
you're stopping to stop now. You have to tell us what happens. <laughs> I wish I could, but it's time to meet the fourth book. Man. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. I am Beach House for Rent. I don't mind telling you to buckle your seatbelts, darlings, because this book is a roller coaster ride for your emotions. Time has passed. Kara is turning 50, as sometimes happens. The best of us. <laughs> she wants to adopt, but Brett won't have any of it. Let's just say, if I were a song, I'd be Al Green, sing- Al Green singing, let's stay together. <laughs> a lot happens to Kara in this book that sends her reeling. And if you're wondering what will happen next, well... My lips are sealed. It's a surprise. And that's all I can tell you. <laughs> you know, Mary Alice, we have a couple comments from viewers about their favorite books in the series. But actually, I have a quick question. It just occurred to me. I know I've seen a lot of people ask this on Friends and Fiction. Um, should, if we're reading your series in order, where do we read Beach House Memories? I know it's a prequel. Oh, thank to you. I'm so, boy, am I so glad you asked that question. Each The first book you know, is the, is the anchor that you should read that. But every book after that really is a standalone. And I say that because some, my other series, you should read A, B, C, D, your design, it's designed that way. But this book is designed so that if you just read, for example, The Summer of Lost and Found, which is the last, I created it that it's a standalone novel, beginning, middle and end, all the histories are there that you need to know. But if you like it, you go back. Now, a lot of my fans used to say, well, how come this book you know, your book, Kristen, <laughs> wasn't number two. It's because I wrote it third. Right, okay. But it, it actually is a prequel because really, so I loved that story of Lovey and Russell. And my, actually, it was my daughter, Greta, who you're going to meet later. She finally, 10 years after the book came out, said, Mama, well, what? I don't understand why she just didn't leave that husband. He was so awful. And that's when I knew, little girl, Aha, uh-huh, no. You don't understand what it was like to be South Abroad in 1974. So I really wrote that for the next generation. Oh, that's awesome. So if someone were to start your series, though, from scratch, hadn't read any of them, or reads The Summer of Lost and Found and loves it and wants to go back to the beginning, would you start with Beach House? Or would, would. you start with Beach House Memories? If you read Summer Lost and Found, which is the next generation, and you're like, I want to learn about this family. Go back to the beach house. Start with number one. Start and, and read them in the order you wrote them. I think so, because there is a continuity of age. Perfect. Mm. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So as I said, viewers have a few comments. So Mary Peyton Courtright says, my favorites are Beach House and On Ocean Boulevard, but I love all the books about the wonderful Rutledge family. I cannot wait until the summer of Lost and Found arrives. Here, Michelle here, Marcus. Here. Oh, yeah. yeah, here we go. Michelle Marcus says that all of the books are her favorites. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> great. Thank you. Okay, it's my turn. Hello, everyone. I am PC. I know you think I am PCH, <laughs> but I am actually BHR, Beach House Reunion. I mean, really. Mary Alice couldn't leave us dangling for a couple of years after Beach House for rent. Her fans were writing her letters, and I'm proud to tell you, Kara might have gone through the ringer in the last book, but in my pages, she returns home to the beach house and reconnects with her family and her close friends. It's the reunion she needed. And Karen, Kara can finally imagine a new life for herself and her daughter, Hope. Wait, what? A daughter? What? A daughter? A daughter? <laughs> a mystery. 
It's all perfectly clear if you read the book. And I want to tell you about Linnea. Linnea, I'm saying it right, right? right? Yeah, you're absolutely saying it right. Okay, remember the little girl in book one? Well, she is all grown up now. She has graduated from college. But like so many young people at this age, she doesn't know where her life will take her. I have one of those at home. She goes to live with her Aunt Kara at the beach house, and she takes up surfing, learning from Emmy's son, John. Remember Emmy? She's Kara's best friend. She bought the house next to the beach house from Flo. You know Flo. Well, anyway, if I were a song, I would be Elvis singing. Oh, I wish I could sing so I could sing this. I can't help falling in love. Falling in love. No, yeah, that's the beginning. How does yeah, it get that you? Yeah, that's what starts with your hand. I can't help falling in love with you. Thank you. That was actually my first dance at my wedding. Oh, see how serendipitous. I love that. Okay, don't quit your day jobs. (laughs) Yeah. So the song is all well and good, but hold on just a minute. You kind of glossed over this John. Is he maybe like a love interest for Linnea? (laughs) Um, Christy, do you seem kind of interested in the love stories? Of course. Who isn't? (laughs) They're the best part. (laughs) But wait. Didn't you say they were turtles? <laughs> turtles? Yes, no worries. There are. I mean, why turtles. am I wearing a hat with turtles? <laughs> turtles. I know. It's the turtle team. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. It's kind of itching. I know, I know. Oh I know, God. I know. Okay, yeah. I'll see it off for a minute. Okay. All right, so now it's my turn. And I love weddings, and I'm so glad it all happens in me because I am Ocean Boulevard. I came out in hardcover last summer. You out, All of you out there actually might remember because it came out while we were doing Friends in Fiction. Yeah. This was one of our first Very- Fresh and fiction launches, yep. Uh, but I'm excited to be coming out in paperback June 15th, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. And if I were a song, I would be Chapel of Love by the Dixie Cups. In oh, my pink, to the yeah, chapel, chapel of love, where God get I'm not singing. To the I'm not singing. I'm doing it. <laughs> we should have just done this all as a musical. We've we missed it. Our next one. And, 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 okay, so Forest of Vanishing Stars, the musical coming this summer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know for next time. All right. I so love in it. my in my pages again, I'm Ocean Boulevard, getting back in book mode. In my pages, Kara is in her mid fifties and she's preparing for her wedding. She can't believe she's getting a second chance. But Kara's life is about to change again. I swear, nothing is easy for our Kara. Mm. But she is strong, and she has come a long way from book one, where we first met her. As she plans for the big formal wedding she actually doesn't want, Linnea returns home from California with a broken heart. But she meets Gordon, a marine biologist, a Brit, a surfer, and it just so happens he looks a little bit like the British actor Sean Evans, which is a pretty good, pretty good thing to look like. Let me just tell you. 
there's my love story. <laughs> I, I knew you'd be happy about that, Christy. But it's a rebound. But still, Gordon is dreamy. But I thought this was Kara's wedding. Well, Christy, it's complicated like life is. <laughs> Will there be a wedding after all? Will the house plans fail? Will Palmer face bankruptcy again? And what happens when Gordon has to return to England? You know, there was a rumor that that was the final book in the Beach House series. Mm -hmm. You know, rumors aren't always true, though. Mm-hmm. Can't always believe what you, you can't always believe what you hear, and it's kind of shocking because I hear that once in a while. This is the last book, right? I'm like, uh, no, it isn't, and this you really wanted to be. That's right, and luckily for us, there's another book, and it just came out. And I also have to say, we have Nicole Fincher saying she wants a part in our musical. So just pointing oh, that out. Oh, well, Nicole, is Nicole, cast. you're hired because we are bad. <laughs> yeah, Nicole. And, and Kathy, Nicole was at, at your uh, your Oxford Exchange event the other night. That's right. That was ah. right. So much fun. Yeah. So anyhow, so the book that just came out, getting back, sorry. It is the <laughs> final book tonight. The one we've been waiting for. Why we are here tonight. And we are on tenterhooks to find out what happens to the Rutledge family next. But before we get to that, And our final guest, let's read a few more comments from our viewers. Which is your favorite Beach House book? So Mary Adams Wiley says, it is funny how often one's first is the best. And that's true with my reading of Mary Alice Monroe's books. (laughs) My first was Time is a River, Mm. and it is still with me after dozens of her other books. That's so nice. Tanya Smith-Rudman says, Beach House Memories is my favorite of the series, but I Mm. haven't read The Summer of Lost and Found yet, and that might change my mind. Uh, Mm. Thank you. (laughs) Mary Kay, take it away. I'm sorry. I swear this champagne has gone to my no, head. No, my cheeks are all turning pink. So it happens when I love some mercy. <laughs> you know, this week, Mary Alice chose politics and prose as her bookstore. She lived in Washington, D.C. for 12 years, and she loves this premier independent bookstore and cultural hub. Page and pal. Politics and prose. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> politics and prose. Is devoted to culture. Mm-hmm. We, like we love to. all our. Mm-hmm. We love all the. We love all our indies. Yeah. Yeah. PNPs, yeah. Um, politics and prose is devoted to cu- cultivating community and strengthening the common good through books, programs, and a respectful I- exchange of ideas. You can get ten percent off your purchase of the Summer of Lost and Found and on other new and recent titles from the rest of the Fab Five with the code Friends Fiction. And don't forget, Mary Alice is offering that adorable, wonderfully, ecologically good. (laughs) That's silicone tip. It doesn't hurt your teeth. Yeah, I can't stand that metal on my teeth. So that is, that's really clutch. And also, she says, friends and fiction. I don't know if you can see it. It says friends and fiction on the top. So, yeah. um, And it comes in a nice. Yeah, it comes in a nice little case so you can put it in your pocketbook and not worry about purse smudge getting on it. Anyway, <laughs> if you order if you order um, her book tonight, The Summer of Lost and Found, Mary Alice is going to send you that straw. 
I, and this is the first time I've ever had champagne with a straw. Yeah, how is it? The bubbles kind of go up your nose. <laughs> you know, I, I had a launch I'm party. I'm wishing I could do that. I, mm. I had a launch party or, uh, for the Art of French Kissing, which was my 2008 book. What a great title, by the right? way. We, we, we were sponsored by a champagne brand that um, sent, instead, they sponsored all the launch parties with champagne, but they sent little mini bottles that came with straws. That, that was like the thing for oh, champagne? 2008. Little oh, mini. Very cool. Yep. Yeah, it was great. So you started the trend. <laughs> I'm so trendy. Yes. So you, know, trendy, you can yes. To order the book from from Politics and Prose, and you can drink champagne with your straw. You can drink champagne <laughs> out of a straw, exactly. like Christian and Mary Alice. That's right. All right. Now we have come to the seventh book in this series. <sighs> we've been waiting for The Summer of Lost and Found. The theme of the novel is the passing down of legacy. And speaking of which, Mary Alice invited her second daughter, Greta, as her guest. Greta graduated in environmental science and worked for the Coastal Conservation League in Charleston. Then she decided to pursue her passion, a familiar theme in this family, and travel the world competing in international kite surfing. She is a badass. Now, she she's, back on, <laughs> now she's back on Sullivan's Island, with her husband and son and busy as a muralist. It's easy to see how your mother passed on her legacy to you. Welcome, Greta. Hi, Patty. Good to see you again. Um, hey, baby girl. girl. I am the summer of lost and found. And this story that unfolds in my pages isn't about the pandemic. It's about how the Rutledge family and friends, the young and the old, come together during this incredible time in history when the nation shelter in place. This book is personal because we can all relate to the action in the story. The story opens up with Linnea really bummed because she's laid off from the aquarium, which had shut its doors at the time. She's running the beach house from her aunt Kara, who is also her mentor. But this is when Kara tells her about the legacy of the beach house. Mary Alice, do you want to read a little bit from that section? I do. I don't know if Sean is there. There was a, a audio clip. Sean, do you have that? The aquarium is closed until further notice. I'm furloughed. Oh, but that was very short. The aquarium is closed until further notice. I'm furloughed. Kara's face reflected her shock. My God, but of course they had to. The coronavirus is shutting down everything. They can't allow people to gather. Still, it's sobering. Always practical, she asked. How are you fixed financially? Linnea shook her head. You know what my salary is. I'm in trouble. Savings? None to speak of. Even with you helping with rent, I'm not sure how long I can keep afloat. Kara waved her hand. Forget the rent for now. Linnea was awash with relief. Seriously? Are you sure? Don't be silly. These are hard times. She put her hands on Linnea's shoulders. Back when I was in financial. She lifted her shoulders and her lips in an ironic smile and emotional trouble. My mother welcomed me into this little house, knowing I'd find my way. And I did, and now it's my turn to offer the same to you. This is what we Rutledge women do. We take care of each other, and other women as well. 
It's a tough world out there for women, as you've just experienced. She let her hands drop. So, darling girl, no thanks necessary. This is your legacy and the purpose of this dear house. With so many blessings, we pay it forward. Linnea felt the responsibility of her aunt's mandate profoundly. This was a passing of the torch. There were no words, so she remained silent. Wow. I, you know, I, I don't usually do that. I think I, I'm so accustomed to reading the book myself that when I hear someone else read it, it's like, well, I, would, I wanted to read that. <laughs> but oh, I thought it, it was beautiful. Was, it was, yeah. um, what I'm trying to show was the legacy. It, that's, the, that's the main point. That was the legacy of the Beach House. Yeah. Um, I think Linnea really takes that message to heart and it's her motivation in the novel. And I know there's a love triangle. <laughs> True, John is visiting from California when the stay-at-home order comes down, so he goes to quarantine next door. Then Linnea's boyfriend arrives. My mom, I mean Mary Alice, wasn't going to let Gordon stay at the beach house. When she showed me the scenes, I told her, well, mom, of course Gordon wants to stay at the beach house with Linnea. They're a couple, and he came all the way from England to be with and stay with her. And Mary Alice, my mother, was said, well, I don't know if that's appropriate for the beach house. <laughs> Not my beach house. <laughs> we, we had a long talk about it um, because this is a departure with the next generation of this family. And she wanted the book to be accurate and realistic. And these are young people. So she did listen to my advice, right or wrong. And uh, she wrote a very very funny scene where Linnea's mother comes to visit the house so um, so that Mama could put all of her shocked feelings into Julia's words. <laughs> the triangle made for some really funny scenes. I'm a sucker for a rom-com, and anyone who else is will appreciate this too. What was really beautiful in my story is how everyone comes together, young and old. There's this gift of time to sit in the garden at night, talk and laugh, cook delicious Southern meals, Surf in the middle of day, see what's growing in your own backyard, taking care of each other. I am an inspiring story, if I do say so myself. But wait, who did Linnea choose? You don't think I'm just going to tell you, do you? <laughs> I can tell you this, though. In truth, Mama didn't know who Linnea was going to choose till the very end. When you read the last line, though, you're going to close the book and think, of course. Oh. That's how it's supposed to go. Thank you, Greta. It it's was a such story. a treat to see you and Claire and see what a personal legacy Mary Alice is passing on to both of you. That's Thanks for coming for having me. I'm so Thanks, proud. Greta. I'm proud to be the new book. <laughs> <laughs> We all had to be the old book. She got to be the new book. Oh, unbelievable. Okay. I mean, to see your daughters, it's kind of, I got to tell you, I'm a little bit clumped. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. You know, they they both look so much like you, Mary Alice. Yeah. Do, do they? Yeah. I, I got a blonde and, and a brunette. So that was a pretty good deal. But you can see that that pretty, that beautiful bone structure is there. Mm -hmm. You all have yeah. it. And that smile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, we did. I, it. And they, I don't know if they get flush like I do with a little champagne. I'm matching the pink champagne. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a night for you to get flushed, it's tonight. Thank you. So yeah. we have met all seven books of the Beach House and officially poof, launched the Summer of Lost and Found. 
but I think we want to ask you a couple questions before we okay. dig into our announcement. Right, let's take off our hats. Okay. Is over. Okay. So Kristen, you had a great one. What? Why don't you ask one first? Yeah, Mary Alice, I was curious, what was it like writing a book about the pandemic during the pandemic? I mean, I know we were with you during a little bit of that journey, but, um, you were. You know, yeah, I, 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 well, actually during that whole journey. Right. But, um, yeah. but I, I'm, I just think it, it would be interesting for everyone to hear what that experience was like for you. Mm-hmm. You will. I think for most of the people who've heard me talk, they know that I have a pretty structured way to write a novel. I, especially if it's set against a species, yeah. I, I'm a structuralist and there's, we've talked on the show about pantsers and mm-hmm. I'm a plotter, but for this book, I, I mean, I couldn't do the research like I planned. I was yeah. a pantser for this one, but not only was I a pantser, I was writing in real time. I had no story. I was just observing. So, I mean, it was tough. And of course, I'm going through it at the same time. So my emotions are up, my emotions are up and down. And I, we went through the five stages of denial. We really did as a nation. We went through, um, oh, my God, I just drank champagne. I hope I can remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. Yeah. And as we went through all of that and going, I was watching and paying attention, not just to what was happening to me, but was happening to all, everybody, my family, the, you know, like, well, you all, Kristen and Christy, you had your little child you had to put in front of the computer screen, right? Yeah. To yeah. be a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. And that was hard and not being able to see your friends and the isolation. So I changed my mind about what this book was about so many times. I rewrote and rewrote and rewrote. It was the hardest book I ever wrote. And I think it was just took a toll. I'll never do it again. (laughs) I'll never do it again. But I think in the end, I'm one of the first books to roll out about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it's really not the disease I'm talking about, but the interpersonal relationships. Yeah. You know, the lovers, the, the mother-daughter. And it did take an interesting turn for me. I had some really great experiences. I had some great losses. And by the way, everybody, Kristen came up with the title. <laughs> she did. We all brainstormed titles. And she came up with the Summer of Lost and Found. That's so I, I, I owe it to you, Kristen, because it was brilliant. Because that's exactly what the story's about. <laughs> What we've lost, it was tough. But wow, we found some really great moments. And I spent a lot of time with my sisters up at the mountain house. I mean, they all came to live with me to get out of a condo in the city. What a great moment that was. It was our little Camelot, to be honest with you. And then we had, um, oh gosh, sitting outdoors, trying to slow down. It, it, It was really hard. But what I went through, I was able to crystallize yeah. and hone and put into the story. Hmm. Well, and, and I, I do want to add, having having read it and loved it, um, oh, thank it, you. It, it, it really isn't, you know, I, I should have framed the question to also emphasize that it's not, you're not going to pick it up and feel like you're thrust back into the pandemic. Like, you know, like yeah. I said at the beginning, it, pandemic was more um, a setting that framed the story <laughs> as opposed to like, 
the the um the center of the story so it it won't be a feeling of you know going through any of that again it's more like a feeling of healing because you have this memory of like you said sort of all the um all the beautiful things that came out of it but Mm -hmm. ultimately the pandemic is what thrusts your characters together and then the story unfolds in a very um uh, a, a way that will feel very comforting and familiar to the people who've mm-hmm. loved the beach house and, and to, to new readers too, I think. Yeah. And I think, I think for all of us it was a little transformational. I think um, Kathy was, uh, Mary Kay was saying earlier that it was a time for her to have this time to write another book. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Mary Alice, all of your fans are asking, is there going to be another beach house book? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, are yeah. hanging. They're hanging like this. Tell me, tell me. I mean, it came out yesterday, so they've all read it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So get get cracking, Mary Alice. I have to say, you know, when um, I never anticipated this when I started, like I said, I wrote one book and I just kept coming back as I needed to tell a story. But I, I really feel blessed when you have a series where so many people are invested in the characters and they really love the location. They've watched these people grow for 20 years that it's, it's, it's impossible for me to say no. I mean, I will, there are other books. I'm writing another book now, maybe two. I'm going to kind of move into other areas. I've got a couple of ideas. Mm-hmm. Girls, we have to start our sprints again. But I, I will write another. I start. I ended this on a lot of open possibilities. Mm-hmm. So I will return for sure. Thanks. Kat. I like how you do that, though. Like how it's not just beach house, beach house, beach house, but how, you know, you do other things yeah. interspersed as well. And I think it kind of like mixes it up. And I'm sure it mixes it up for you as the writer, too. So you're kind of exploring other parts of your you know, other story ideas. I think. You know, as a writer, I think we all feel we have to be challenged. Yeah. Consistently. And yeah. I, there's always another, I'm looking at whales and I have no idea what that story is, but uh-huh. I know there's a story there. The things, these yeah. ancient beings. I've got yeah. to write it. So I, I want to ping back just for a minute to the first book, The Beach House, which is 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then three years ago, was it? It was made into a movie. So how did that feel for you to see a book that started a series, but also a book that you loved and had been out for a long while become a movie? How did that change things for you and this series? Well, Patty, you were there that night. It was, it was a night like no other. I think it was the apex of my career. It was the night I was invested into the South Carolina hall of fame. And then we, we cut out early. He said, "Excuse me." We left with Natalie, Natalie Dupree talking. <laughs> That's incredible! What a night! I know. Awesome. And we went. Here's the thing: we went to Pat Conroy's house, and we were with Cassandra, and we're sitting there. And I'm in Pat Conroy's chair. Now it's a big old ugly lounge chair, right? Remember, Patty? And I'm sitting in it, and we're watching the movie. And I, I was on I, the floor. You were on the floor. I was on the I was floor. Where? of what I was, that I was sitting there watching my Hall of Fame movie underneath the big TV screen is the crystal little thing that I have up there of his Hallmark Hall of Fame film. Oh, I mean, you don't, you can't make those moments up. Yeah. And it was, 
um, really special. Andy McDowell was hoping to do a video tonight, but she's filming, so she didn't make it. But it was it was just a moment, you know. When you see your words come alive, it's it was it was special. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, we all imagine our books on the screen, and you actually got to see it. Okay, I got to see a Hallmark Hall of Fame too. Do you remember Sarah Plain and Tall? One of my all time favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to grow, I grew up watching Hall of Famers, so I was really, really fabby. Okay, so we have a couple of announcements, and then one more really important thing for you, Mary Alice. So do not leave or move and drink all the champagne. Slow down, slow down, okay. <laughs> so I've got some great news to share. The Friends in Fiction Official Book Club passed the 6,000 member mark ah. this week. I mean, they're growing so fast. It's amazing. Amazing. And, you know, we're, we're just so grateful for everything that Brenda Gardner mm -hmm. and Lisa Harrison are doing to run are. this amazing group. They're doing such a great job. And you guys, if you haven't met them yet, they're just such great people. I they mean, are. They're just, they come to our events mm -hmm. to meet they're, us. They're, they're excellent humans. They're, they're excellent <laughs> humans. And I love good eggs. one of the things. Good mm -hmm. eggs. And I love mm -hmm. that one of the things that's come out of Friends and Fiction is the friendship between the two of them. They did not yeah. know each other before this, and they have become mm -hmm. dear friends. I, I love that. That means so much to me. So mm -hmm. this coming Monday, don't miss it, the group will be, will be hosting Christy, who will be there to talk about her New York Times bestseller. Under the Southern Sky and to answer your questions. Then on June 21st, the book club will welcome Mary Kay Andrews to discuss her New York Times bestseller, The Newcomer. And on July 19th, Mary Alice Monroe is up with, I'm sure, her New York Times bestseller, <laughs> The Summer of Lost and Found. Let me just quote. Mary Kay Andrews, buy the damn book. <laughs> buy the book, damn it. Exactly. So this is your chance. This is your chance to ask the authors all your questions and yeah. really dig into the storylines in a really intimate, personal way. I mean, because this is our group, you guys, that this is us. This is your mm -hmm. this is your chance to really go deep with these authors. Um, mm -hmm. while also hanging out with a group of friends and fiction friends. So if you've not joined the group already, please do it's separate from friends and fiction, the friends and fiction official book club. Um, mm -hmm. And please do show up for all three of those events. They're going to be great. Mm -hmm. And do you get our newsletter? Because if you do not, you are missing out all of the latest news, the schedules of where we're speaking and the exclusive Q and A's with our guests are in that newsletter. So sign up on our website and don't miss a thing. Also, I mean, you know about our podcast, right? Not only can you listen to our shows, but we have extra and fascinating interviews. This week, Patty and me talk to Jennifer Hart of Book Club Girl. If you've ever wanted to know a little bit more about behind the scenes of, of a great book club, this is your podcast. And Jen Hart, by the way, is a major book influencer. So we loved, we loved picking her brain and finding out all the great books coming up. And we asked her things like, what, what's coming up that's great, books that influenced her life, books that changed right. her. And it's, it's the kind of question you're going to listen to us talk to her and, and want to answer it for yourself. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Now, Mary Alice, before we let you go, I remember when you said you were going to set the, this novel in 2020 and you took that challenging year and you created a novel that looks back in a way that makes us smile and inspires us. And we need that now. It's no we wonder do. the book is on so many of the most anticipated book lists for May and the summer. So huge congratulations. 
But my question is for you, how do you feel about releasing your 27th novel? Oh, thank you. It's a, that's like two questions. The first is, um, it was daring for me and scary to write about the pandemic at a time when I was living through it. And I, I think I introduced the next generation through it. So I like to think that people will read it and think what's going to happen to Kara and Emmy next. You know, I will invest in another beach house. It's, it's. Oh, it's, wonderful news. You know, as, <laughs> as long, but not next. <laughs> I'll take a couple of years. As long as I um, know you're out there. I remember hearing an author, very famous, Harry Potter, who said she won't <laughs> continue the series. And I was devastated. And I thought, why not? We all want to know what that next chapter is. And so I decided in my heart that I would never do that. So I will write another. But also, I have to say, um, this has been 20 years of this series, 20 years of a intention to write books set against an endangered species or an issue that I felt was something my readers might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that body of work now, and I feel I'm tying a bow around it, and I'm closing. I'm still going to be writing books, but I... I feel that my mission's accomplished, that I've done it, and I'm so thrilled and honored that it was a success. Mm -hmm. And I will continue writing, but I don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, wow. I have to say this, wait, if I was a song for this book, it would be Satchmo singing, It's a Wonderful World. <laughs> oh, nice. Should we sing it or no? No, we should not. No, 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 no. I'm in charge, and the answer's no. Maybe in the after show. <laughs> I hear it back there. Oh, Mary Alice, you really have created quite the thing, and I do know that you will continue to, you know bring your passion for conservation, for nature, for um, the, the species that you care about. I know that just because you feel there's a bow around it, that it's not an actual wrap. So, but it is a wrap on the show. Um, so next week, we hope you'll join us when we welcome Pam Jen off to the show. Let me show her book real quick. My, mine, my summer of lost and found is like right there. I can actually see it, but I can't. <laughs> so I was right, my right, right, okay, right, I right there. Right there. Oh, yay. Oh, fuck. So look, Mary Andrews even has it and she's not at home. I'm look at that. Thank you. Really That's good. my marks, Kath. Yeah. I'm <laughs> So the treat keeps coming, and next week we get to see Christy Woodson Harvey's cover reveal for her October Ooh. novel. You've seen mine, you've seen Mary Kay's, and Christy's is next. And hang out with us in the after show, and we will see you all there. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Congratulations, Mary Congrats, Alice. Mary Alice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You know what though? Like 
I actually think that looks kind of comfortable. Like when you had an really? eye, no, like it is. I assure I, I you, you're going to a place, a very special place for you. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, it looks like you're about to rob a bank or something. <laughs> you do. That's why I thought that just gave me an idea. Oh Lord, Lord! Are your daughters Florida beards? No, thank you. Hi, Kathy Bennett. Hi, Kathy Bennett. Kathy, now you have Santa hair. Santa hair. I was born with Santa hair. I mean, I was born with Santa hair. <laughs> well, well, Mary, well, what, a, you, what a way thank to you, kick off you, your night. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. I'm the, that champagne bottle was a hell of a bottle to open up, but hey. Hey, you, you got it. to it. That's awesome. It. That's what matters. <laughs> Kathy, oh. Mary Kay Andrews, congratulations. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're next, so Mary. That's right. Yeah, yeah. This Mary Alice beautiful. is next. So everyone, go buy her book right now. Yes, go buy it. Buy her book, Dan. Help a sister out. No, but yeah, really, I mean, what out. a bargain! What a bargain! Right? Yeah. All the hours of enjoyment you're going to get from that book, and all yeah. of the hours of friends and fiction. Right. Yeah. And and as we always say here, those first week sales count so much. So if you're going to read it eventually and you want to support Mary Alice, who's supported all of us through this Mm -hmm. pandemic, you know, we've been, we've all formed this group of friendship. We've all supported each other. Yeah. You kind of want to give that support back to her. This is a great week to buy the book. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Mary Alice, um, I, was wondering where can we call like last week there were places that we could call and get signed copies of Mary Kay's book on the road where can we call where are you going to be that we could call and get signed copies okay I well first of all there are signed copies at Buxton Books in Charleston at Blue Bicycle Books and at Barnes and Noble Town Center they've got tons and I am going on the road I will be at um I was just where was I today um, Judson. M. Judson's today. Oh, they have signed copies. Patty, you're going there next week, right? Or next month? Next I know, month. Pat, no, next next month. month, you're going to be there. The Shavers. Shavers in Savannah, yeah. which is a favorite of both Mary Kay Andrews and, and yeah. Patty Kelly. So post, um, if you would, Mary Alice, um, post the phone numbers and links to those bookstores so folks can yeah. go yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Go and ahead and call them. And I'm just going to remind everybody because I didn't think of this until last week. And that's when I called and got you two to sign books. But they make such good teacher gifts. Like teachers are, they don't need another candle. Like they just, they don't want anymore. (laughs) Our our teacher literally said at the beginning of the year, she was like, y'all. No more candles. candles. Please no more candles. It it would be a great teacher gift. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got, I got a text message from my um, nephew saying, they all call me Kiki. Hey Kiki, will you send me a book? um, Because it's teacher appreciation week and my daughter's teacher loves you. So yeah. Oh, that's, Oh my gosh, a sign book. Yeah. Someone just asked, where do we get the straws under the thing? Somebody just asked, where do we get the straws? And if you order from Politics and Prose tonight, you will get straws. Or through Saturday. Through Saturday, but you should do it tonight. Yep. Tomorrow is another day. They're really good, guys. This is, I'm a connoisseur of plastic straws, non-plastic straws. 
Ooh. And then it's telescoping. You used it? Oh, have and some you champagne. Can drink champagne. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, clean it up. <laughs> and then I'm the laughing so much about this straw. <laughs> We've talked more about yes, this straw. <laughs> I keep it all. Oh. You know, don't use plastic straws. If you go to a restaurant with a plastic straw, just say, come on, get with it. They go up the nodal, up the narrows of uh, turtles, and that ain't nice. So. Is that awesome. even a thing anymore? Mary Alice, we've been in so many beach towns on my book tour, and I can't tell you how many restaurants now have straws made out of recycled paper. materials, paper yeah. or, or, you know, organic materials. And, corn. Yeah. And they don't, oh, and they yeah. don't melt, you know, how some, some of the old time yeah. paper straws just kind of collapse. Mm -hmm. um, so they're out yeah. there. And I think it's great that you are um, really raising awareness about that issue. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm so happy to, cause I know you've been book touring all over Florida. So you right. you're seeing firsthand and I'm so happy to hear that because mm -hmm. honestly it plastic is a real issue and I'm not going to get heavy here, but when you see the, the, the straws in the nose of a turtle, it changes. When you see that picture, you just can't take it. Well, right. since you got heavy, we're going to get light. All okay. right. <laughs> so here we are. Super fun. Put our heads that was super fun. That and here's fun. to the summer of lost and found. Here's and to the summer of lost guys. and found. Goodbye, turtle time. And, and congratulations. Bye. Congratulations Bye. on the New York Times bestseller. Yes. Happy trails, Mary Alice. Happy trails, Mary Kay Andrews. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Love y'all. Congratulations. 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 See you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.